This is episode 155, Guess what? It's the tone control. Uh, oh, yes, that's correct. Oh, were you going to try to guess? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What's he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a surprise for everyone. I know. I know. Oh, it's, it's the podcast. Me. It's the thing you came here for. Oh. It's the podcast. Oh, yeah. And now, oh. see, now it's disappointing because I made it seem like it was a surprise, but you already knew it. You did already know. Yep, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surprises. What's a surprise? Um, hmm. What's su- what was surprising this week, Derek? Uh, the most surprising thing was that my mother-in-law fell on some ice and broke her ankle. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Was, um, yeah. So she's having surgery tomorrow. Oh, yikes. To deal with that, like pins and plates. So oh my God. Wow. That's going to be a whole friggin' thing. Ice um, and stuff, you guys. Yeah. Friggin' ice. Yeah. Uh, what else has been surprising? Um, uh, there's a lot of changes at work happening, which are not exciting to talk about in the podcast. <laughs> Um, regale me no you don't have to that's that's mostly what's been taking up all my time is like thinking about work stuff and like dealing with work stuff yeah yeah. um uh but what else i don't know what else well so Um, uh tonight i we we got a a hair dryer a blow dryer for aria uh, and uh mariel's gone at some dinner some some fancy professional dinner thing uh, so Aria and I both used a blow dryer for the first time tonight. <laughs> oh, cool! I was like, "Sure, let's dig it out, hon. <laughs> let's check this thing out." Yeah. And she was like, just uh, like giggling and like yeah. ca- like it was tickling her. So she was just like giggling, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Stop doing that with your shoulders! I can't! I can't do the blow drying." And she wouldn't stop laughing. It was funny. You got to get her into a perm before Marielle comes home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, a perm. <laughs> and my dog is out here. He wants to play ball. So that might be happening. Oh God, I just got a static shock through my headphones. Okay, maybe oh. playing ball is not a good idea. When he, That's not good at all. When yeah. he drags his claws across the floor, it... It apparently shocks my entire being and my yeah, equipment. I deal with that. Charlie likes to chase the laser pointer between the two bedrooms. So he'll just like, it's basically like he's scuffing his feet on the rug the whole time. Yeah. And just building has, electric potential. Right. And then we, he like comes over and he jumps on me and it transfers to me. Yeah. So then whatever I touch next is about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't so, give you, know. you the shock. That, oh yeah. Cause it, cause it went off in my, the metal in my headphones. No, it doesn't yeah. go off when he touches me because I'm also touching the rug. Right. So it goes off when I turn the lights off when we go back downstairs <laughs> or something, you know. And it's like a shock into the shadow realm. It's, it's in, it shocks me into next week. You wake week. up in the upside down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's rough. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, what else? I haven't recorded yet. We're getting ready to record this next week. So I'm recording guitars in between tone control weeks. So next time we record the podcast, I'll have something to report about that. So that'll mm-hmm. be fun. But but drums uh, have been done. Drums have been done. Yeah. That's been really done. exciting. 
Yes, drums are good to go. Uh, well, they're being edited at the moment. Yeah. And like all that stuff. But we like comped all the takes uh, pretty quickly, which was cool. Kurt, mm-hmm. like they have such a cool space where we're doing this. It's like kind of like a small sound stage. Mm-hmm. So it's just big, big room. And they can kind of block it off with panels and stuff to create a room shape and sound that they like. Wood floors, big tall ceilings. Yeah. Um, so big, big roomy room sound. Now, it, um, this is the place where the the videos that you guys did ages ago. Yes. The, so yes, that's, that's I mean, that, that's what I'm picturing. So, yeah. That's exactly it. Except they're, it's being blocked off a little bit from that size. Right. Okay. So with like curtains and panels and things like that. So um, it's cool. They just like turn the lights out and they've got all those stage lights in there. So they set the mood and there's a fog machine going. So you're like in full <laughs> rock star mode. Oh, they do fog machine for the recording. That's cool. Yeah, just to like get you in that zone. And then it also makes for just cool studio footage and stuff yeah. like that for photos and videos and things. So he's like, Matt, the guy who's engineering and, and sort of like offering notes and stuff here or there is like, Hey, just do like two or three takes and we'll start picking apart from there. Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting. It's a different kind of approach than what I'm used to. Um, Rather than like doing a take and like tagging it along the way. I mean, all right, let's go back and redo the bridge. Or let's go back and redo this part. Mm -hmm. So he's mostly doing like, let's get three solid takes. And then anything we need to go back and focus on after that we'll do. But he's really just like compiling all three or however many takes he gets of a part into the best performance, a single yeah. best performance. Yeah, I, I, I think I do that quite a lot nowadays too, um, mm-hmm. kind of at least two. And although I, I do usually kind of like, there's probably something that's obviously better about one or the other in different sections. And then uh, it doesn't take long before I'll I'll start yeah. to, yeah. So I, I'll kind of cut those really quick and then, There'll be a few punch-ins. Right. You're right. And that's what Kurt did for drums. It was like, like if a song had a particularly long or unique outro, he's Mm -hmm. like, all right, let me do the outro totally separate. So play Mm -hmm. up to that and then like really focus and hone on that part later. Um, One of our songs are actually fading out. And that's been kind of, yeah, it's kind of uh, been fun to like figure out how we're going to do that. How long do you play to have an appropriate fade out? And like, how uh-huh. long do you play to get like the part you want that's that you hear while it's fading to still be in the song? Like, where when do you play that? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so it's cool. And what we're gonna do is like fade all the instrumentation, but leave the drums high, and or leave the drums oh, where okay. they are, but then increase like the room sound and the reverb, and just have it get like really big and and yeah. boomy, roomy, and then cut it really short at the end. So that'll be that'll be a cool trick. Cool. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think since since the last time we did any kind of shows, a couple of tracks from the New Moons album that I recorded months ago have finally started coming out. So they have two tracks out now called Energy and Wash Me Away. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. I think it came out really great. I'm excited for those guys and wanted to share. I should put it in the notes or something. Yeah, go for it. What do people like? Do people like Spotify or Apple or what? I, you know, this is a thing I've been struggling with. Everybody and their brother I know is like, actually not literally true because you and your brother are on Apple Music, but everybody yeah. I know is on Spotify. Yeah. And I feel like I'm one of a very select few people on Apple Music, yet Apple Music reportedly has 
crushed Spotify in active users or something like that. Hmm. So I don't, I don't get it. Who are these people? Like none of my friends are on Apple Music. What's that about? Um, Everyone, yeah. all my friends are on Spotify. I think, I think I, for the most part, yeah, I, I think people tend. I tend to even, I even say Spotify to people because. You know, like you got to be on. If you're on one thing, you're on both. Like people just say streaming services. So like it's not really. It doesn't yeah. matter where your music is. But as a user, it'd be nice to have more people in my circle on Apple Music. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though that Apple Music's social features, I think, are severely lacking. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hardly touch them. Um, right. And like, like, like Brian's to, saying in the in the chat, though, like sh- sharing, family sharing. I mean, that that's why Apple Music yes, and not Spotify, right. because sharing. Well, Spotify has family accounts. Okay, but we all have Apple stuff that we sh- we all have family sharing on Apple already. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. So, like so. on Spotify, like if you want, you can share what you're listening to. It plugs into Discord, for example. So in the chat, like when I'm listening to Apple Music all day, it could have a little feed of like, "Oh, Derek's listening to this right now," mm-hmm. and just like socially share that like that thing. And there's none of that for Apple Music. So I don't know. I just wish there was more. I don't know what kind of more stuff like that. I think as Kurt told me, our drummer Kurt told me a while ago that Spotify does this daily mix thing, and for him, maybe it was a pilot program or a beta or something like that. It figured out his phone figured out how long his commute was because it's you know uh-huh. twenty twenty, and it created a playlist that is about that long, but also includes uh, like quick five minute stories from NPR in between tracks. So it's like morning news stuff and music. It's such a good That's idea, cool. yeah. So I don't know. Get on Apple Music, folks. Please, just please, well, just I don't know. Do, like, do, I, do whatever. I, to, I I just linked yeah. to their Bandcamp, so even better. There we go. Um, I friend of the show Eric was. We were talking about this kind of thing, and he was like, "Oh, I'm on Apple Music." I was like, "Oh, add me," and he was like, "How?" And I said, <laughs> "It is I have super no idea. hard to find. I have no clue." And it just went on and on and on, way yeah. too long. Oh, it's so it's so weird. You're expecting it to be one of the buttons along the bottom. And yeah, you like can even customize some settings. of those buttons, right? You can choose which appear at the bottom, but you can't choose the social thing to put there. You have to go to like the you, somewhere on it. You find the little thing that's like a, a person's torso, and if you tap yeah. on that, and then it's still not immediately obvious. You have to scroll down a little bit past a couple of the like for you stuff, and then you can get to see like yeah. feed from was, your friends and recently listened so here, to and stuff. At least on mine, I was just talking to your brother about this. Recently played by me is the very top of this list. I, yeah. I don't need that. I know what I recently played. Well, plus that's one of the like that's my I, I like that button on the main page. So that's always like my default screen is recently played. Um, recently played by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and because I just like if I added something rec- or no maybe it's recently added. I don't know. Recently added, I guess, is what I have on the main page. Yes. Like if I've what, added I, a new that's what mine is too. Okay. So that there. Okay. So that's what I meant. And then yeah. So recently played. No, I don't need that separately from recently added. No, I don't. Right. And I want <laughs> what friends are listening to far more prominent yeah. in my experience. I would want uh, like recently added, uh, browse search. Browse and search should really be the same thing, though, shouldn't they? 
Well, browse is like, oh, what do I want to listen to today? And yeah, you just like, like scroll through like fitness playlist and focus well, no. playlist. Yeah, and- I want I want like a my library browse. I'm gonna search. I'm not gonna do anything else. If it's not already in my library, I'm just gonna search for it. I'm not gonna browse. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, I think crap. It could- the dog just like threw the ball at me, dude. <laughs> Chill. Surprise, your dog has thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he could do that. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's buried. Yeah. And it's kind of kind of iffy. Kind of iffy, those guys. <sighs> I still like having it, obviously. I've found oh, yeah. more great new music than ever before. So um, I'm not remotely tempted to go get a Spotify account either. I have no interest in same. changing anything about my situation. I just have music, and I'm happily like you know, paying for it on this family plan thing. So, yeah. Um, uh, I, I have been really like severely into a couple of songs in particular lately, which doesn't happen to me very often mm-hmm. uh, to be into one song, mostly because it's been released as a single, I guess, but I'm very much still an album person. Yeah. And when a band puts out a single, I often, it bugs me a little cause I just want the whole album. I want to hear everything. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but there's a few artists recently that I've been like just really into two or three songs from them. Hmm. Um, so I actually I'll share those because later, all the, I guess, that's all there was, or you just that's all there was, yeah, and like okay. that's how it's presented and formatted to me as like oh this single and that single and this single, and then it's like my job to put them on a playlist so they play after one another. Come on, yeah, I do hate that. Yeah, so I'll post those in the music talk channel tomorrow. I understand I the good reasons for p- putting things out as as singles, and oh, I yeah. advise people to do that all the time. But it is very irritating to make people make a playlist of your stuff. Right. And you should just I, your div- like every band should have a like. Here's our playlist, and have it just be like newest to oldest song, and just every time yeah, a new song comes that, out, yeah. pops to the top of the list. List is still it's there. It's like an entire catalog of music. So if I you should, have like a few albums, right. and, yeah. I should be able to add, you know, a band to my, you know, to my library. Right, add this band, and whenever a new song comes out, boom, it updates the playlist. That would right. be nice. Yeah. So smart. Play- now, I, so that's what we need. We need Apple. We need bands to have like their own smart playlists that they manage. Right. That's tough though, because like Delaney is on Apple Music. But we're also on Spotify, and that's managed through a single account with DistroKid. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how we would go in and claim our page on Apple Music and create a playlist that we distribute. It would have well, to be I one know. of our it, individual users. Uh, well, I think that I'm just saying, like, the universe should create this. Like, of course, they oh, should I all agree. they should all have production credits on them too, but. Nobody's, yeah. you know, <laughs> nobody's asking for that, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, nobody, nobody who isn't in this industry is asking for that. So it's that's why it's yeah. taking forever to happen. It's sort of ridiculous that it hasn't from the beginning. I mean, it was it's just bits and bytes, you know, cost um, nobody anything. Tyler messaged me the other day and was like, "Did you know Ben Kenny has a new album?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he had no idea. It came out on Christmas Day, and it's been just over a month. Hmm. I got whiskey burps. I'm sorry. Oh, um, and he was like perplexed that he hadn't heard of it before now, and so was I, really. And I yeah. had only seen it because I had followed him on Twitter or something like that. But iTunes used to offer, and I think still does, the ability to follow artists, and then it was, I guess, intended to like notify you of music or something, and it just never really did that that well or at all. Mm. 
So, and he pointed out it would be so nice that if it would tell you there's new music from an artist that's in your library. Yeah. Like that seems like a no brainer. Oh yeah. I would want that default on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can, if I get it irritated, I can turn it off for that artist right. or something. But see, like somehow stuff like this is still so fucking stupid as like an AI, you know, system. My Google app told me I wanted to see showtimes for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 recently. What? Yeah. Like, how can it not <laughs> figure this shit out? <laughs> That's rough. That's yeah, rough. Yeah, so I we, tapped it. It was like, click here for showtimes for Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, wait, there's a... How did there's I a not Guardians there's of the Galaxy one? 3 already? Yeah, and <laughs> then I looked it up and it tapped it. It was like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. <laughs> what on earth? Like, Google, this is six-year-old news. What are you doing to Holy me? Holy <laughs> hell. Yeah, the, so that Google know. news feed app, thing, or not news, it's the Google search app that has that little bit of news feed in it. Yeah, every now and then. And it, God forbid yeah. you Google something a little off topic one time. Yeah, and it's Because just now it tells it. me, God, it tells me every time there's a new album from like Quincy Jones or something. And I'm like, I don't care. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there gosh, was, we should do this podcast. There was some, hey, go ahead. some video game I was searching stuff about for a little while. And... It was a sequ- like it's it's not important, but it was a sequel, right? And and it was like there's games from this series going back decades, right? So uh-huh. it started showing me this news story about a game that was like more than seven years old, mm. and it would show me the same one about twice a week. When I would look at this thing, that story would pop up from that page, and. And it's an right, old, it's like no updates. What are it's, you learning? It's an old website, you know? Yeah. It, just, uh, just insane. It's like, what do you, what have you learned from about me that makes you think I want to see this more? Or how do you not know you, the difference? You know, like, like you yeah. could search for the exact search string that I was and find that news story. If it was seven years ago, it would not come up in a search now, but Google was serving it to me. Over yeah. and over and over again. And the thing is, I tap on it and I say, like, to say, like, this isn't interesting to me. But the answer is, like, no, like, the reason this is coming up is because I am interested in the game from this series that is current. And yeah. so I can't say this doesn't interest me because then I'll stop seeing things I do want to see. It's the stupidness God. of the dating that hasn't. Yes, ugh. yes. This kind of, so I have been, I said this to Beth when I got home, I have like a really short fuse now for just being completely fed up with humanity and everything all the time. <laughs> and it's like becoming a bit of a problem. I just hate, I hate the internet. I hate it all. It's so infuriating always. Everything about it sucks. Maybe it's part of what I do for work sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm in eat, an, on, eat, I'm eat in a that course. podcast listenership. Fuck you. I'm in, I'm in an online course right now and it's like week one. And someone told me today, it's nice to e-meet you. And I like I could see red. I wanted to throw my laptop <laughs> off a bridge. <laughs> I was so mad. You I'm were like, ready to commit you? a cyber crime? I hated it. So I was like, I'm so mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> nice to e-meet you. F*** you. <laughs> I couldn't, I don't know. And like, then I'm, I can't decide if I'm mad at the situation or if I'm mad at how I'm reacting to it or both. <laughs> You start feeding back on yourself. Oh, I guess. Oh. 
anyway, I just I don't know what it is. That kind of sh- I just no patience for. Like, yeah. oh great, what a stupid yeah. thing to say. Frisbee my laptop into the river. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thanks to Pedal Genie yeah. for sponsoring the tone control. Visit pedalgenie.com and start your wish list today. Twenty goddamn minutes later. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, Lord. Okay, Kemper Cabinet and Kemper Cone, all spelled with a K. <laughs> Kemper, 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 Kemper. All right, which page is this? Here it is. The Kemper Cone. Kemper, the Kemper oh. Cone. Kemper is making cabinets just for Kempers. <laughs> Just for their profilers. Okay, so, say. so it's yeah, right. I, I, okay, I, I remember seeing this fly by. We're, yeah, we touched on it. We like mentioned it briefly last week, and I was yeah. like, oh, I'll add it for for this time. Mm-hmm. So it has a custom Celestian speaker that is designed for Kemper. That is the Kemper cone. So the Kemper cab houses a Kemper cone. Kemper cab, Kemper cone. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Got it. We're on board. Got it. Yep. Um, you can imprint other famous speakers into this thing via the profiler. It's like a really flat response speaker that is just designed to receive all these yeah. impressions of these famous It's more like a PA speaker. It's a full range speaker. Yeah. It's yeah, not but it's it not is, sounding like its own guitar speaker. It's sounding like nothing. It's it's attempting to sound like nothing so that it can right, correct. be whatever um, speaker. The thing is you can buy the cabinet from Kemper and just plop your thing right on top and not be off to the races. Or you can buy the speaker separately and load them into a cabinet you already own. That's kind of cool. Oh, or you want right. to build a cabinet or something? Oh, so in my head, I guess I was picturing that the amp was in the cab because it, because some campers nope, don't have an cabinet. amp in them, right? But yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Kemper cone is available on its own for 212 and 412 rigs. I think the, um, it looks like the one you buy from them is a 112. It does look like that. I feel like I can see just a little shadow of the speaker in there. In yeah. The photo. Yeah. It's a sharp-looking cabinet. I like the. I, I appreciate that Kemper's leaning into their green. I know that's dumb to say, but I don't feel like we see a lot of green guitar gear. Like oh yeah, here it is. It's like, it's like twenty-four by seventeen inches. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. So it's a one twelve. Yep. Cool. I mean, that's kind of it, really. I know there's not much to talk about. I said we would talk about it, and here we are. We're talking about it. Yeah. No, that that's cool. That actually seems. It seems a little bit like wait. Why haven't they done this already? Well, you know, they've been focusing on the tech for Kemper stuff, obviously. I know, but people have been playing them live for ages, it seems like. Just through other, yeah, actually, there's a band around here. They both use, both guitar players use Kempers, and they play through orange cabinets. So they're just deleting the cabinet part of their emulation or something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Um, which must have like vintage 30s or something in it. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, they were using 412s and one of them just downsized to a 212 and he's like this is the greatest choice I ever made <laughs> nothing changed in his life except he has more time now <laughs> you should see this rig it's like he's got the um, the cab and the Kemper rack and then the power thing I think his has a separate power conditioner or like a separate power amp and then like a rack tuner and some of it, like a drawer, other stuff, all in one built-in case. Wow. So the cab is not separate. It's just like the front and back panels come off this thing and you 
plug it into an outlet and turn it on and he's good to go. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is very cool. It's extremely cool. It's very equivalent to having just, um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's very equivalent to having Brian's uh, Helix rig where it's just a pedal board. <laughs> it's very similar to that. Brian yeah. says, this dude rules. He does rule. <laughs> he does. Um, it's a cool setup. So he's got the 212. The or- He's got a new orange 212 with the black Tolex. Oh, man, it looks good. Oh, it looks good. Cool. Cool. Uh, that was announced at NAMM, by the way. I don't know if there's a price on that. I wasn't able to find one. Price? No stinking price. Call call customer service. They'll tell you. Yeah, Frigg. They're in Germany. Good luck with that. Yeah, country code plus four nine. <laughs> wow, Let's their see, phone Kemper numbers Cone. are fucked. <laughs> yeah. Look at you that. Watched, um, you watched the IT crowd, right? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> The episode where they change their emergency number from 999 to something else. <laughs> it's like, oh, one, one, eight, nine, nine, nine. Yeah, like they have to sing a, a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, it's just like this. He's big trying desperately to remember it while the building burns down. He can't remember. <laughs> right. It. And then at the end, there's just like outside of the jingle, he goes, three. <laughs> like it's completely separate from the, the jingle. It won't fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man uh, okay shall we talk about the origin effects revival trend um, okay let's you know what speaking of things that are expensive not that we were but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus so origin effects These clowns make some effects. They're usually uh, heavy, you know. <laughs> so heavy in your wallet. Would you like heavy to know more? Um, I would. Oh, this thing starts shipping today. Get on it, folks. Yeah, you hear so, in the chat heard it first. Buy in, it in classic fashion. Four hundred and thirty dollars. Four hundred thirty <laughs> U.S. dollars. These guys from Revival have done it again. They've done something that does not belong in a pedal and put it into that pedal. And so mm-hmm. the last time we talked about, um, we, we've done it. We've had a few things from Origin. We've had the the pedal that is an 1176 compressor in a pedal. Uh, we had mm-hmm. the crazy amp thing that's like the the Revival drive. The Revival drive, which is this marvelous hunk of of space dust that. Uh, does amp things in a, in a just a totally thorough way, uh, and now the revival trem, which is a bias tremolo effect straight out of an an amp, a true power tube bias tremolo in a pedal. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Fender Deluxe style. Yeah, but um, but with the fit and finish of revival drive or uh, of origin effects in the revival line of pedals. Yeah. So I see a trim switch and an on switch. So that tells me that we have like some, some juicy preamp. Yeah. We have some other stuff besides just a trim. Yeah. Analog style path, all analog electronics with, with a UE. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just reading a little bit. Um, yeah, but the, but everybody knows that's the best tremolo, right? Is the the crazy? Oh yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's the, that, that the, like syrupy, the power stage tremolo. Yeah, yeah, that like goopy. It's almost like um, uh, kind of univibey in a way. Where it's like throbbing this range of frequencies that doesn't just equate to loud, soft, loud, soft. It's not pure volume, yeah. Yeah. Um, And this sounds just magnificent. It sounds so, so good. It's hard to explain, I guess, really. It's it's just like the fucking best thing. It's they they voiced it after a specific 1962 brown face Fender Deluxe. Just one they had laying around. I guess so. Yeah. Just, just kicking around. Input for an external <laughs> tap tempo. Um, yep. Looks like 9 volts is going to do it for us here. Output, a tone control, a drive, intensity. I didn't get a bell Oof, for that. Sorry, there I missed we go. that one. Sorry, Jeez. yeah. I was reading something. Um, <laughs> uh, drive, it's got this a speed, l- and then there's these multiplier switches. And yeah, for a, the tap. a shape so, like, switches so it can the, change from like triangle to sine. And then, yeah, and then there's like preamps with little filters, right? And this I remember from the Revival Drive, they sort of presume like if you're putting it in front of a power amp, if you're putting it in front of a regular guitar amp style amp, or if you're uh, taking that preamp out of it entirely, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. So it's got controls for output tone and drive. So you can you can drive the tremolo and then it's got a post drive EQ with like three different settings and then a little adjustment taper like trim pot thing. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find what that is, what that controls. It's it's really really something. It sounds so good. It's just like so so juicy and like so uh oh! There's a chat problem happening. Yeah, where everybody's mad. Sean's Sean's not muted for somebody. I mean, uh, I muted him. Sean's not muted on the chat, so people who aren't me can hear him. <laughs> yeah, so I think he popped in, and all I heard was like, "Ah, oh, come on!" Because <laughs> he was unmuted from last time, and I just from when after the show, and I I went back and clicked mute. And now people are like, "Someone's hilarious audio is coming through." <laughs> I think Sean is frustrated. I don't know what's happening. I don't dare unmute Sean at this at this point because no. it's more fun to not know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back with you later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's just like it's so good, man. It's four hundred and thirty bucks, unfortunately, but if you order it, it ships starting today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, I mean they they are kind of on this level where you really have to not care what this stuff costs to be yeah. playing in this sandbox with the origin so, yeah, effects. It's all guys. analog, all analog, true bias tremolo with switchable wave types, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, powerful post drive EQ for matching with a variety of guitar amps, power amps, and mixers. Yeah, so That's the, an interesting way to put so that. basically like. Power amp mode, EQ1 and EQ2, they're just different sort of like post filters for yeah. compensating for the nonsense. Hmm. You know. So you can leave that post drive EQ on, which is why it's got those two switches. It's got some crazy, the, the, the drive section and the EQ section, and then you can turn the trim on on top of that, yeah. which is really nice. So silent switching, high quality buffered bypass. Beer, beer, beer. Cool, right. man. Am I right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're correct. Uh, well, the, yeah, that's going to do it. That's sign, signing off from the tone control. See you next time. <laughs> Bunch of jerks just showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pedal Genie? Point of sale like square. Sorry, I was reading the chat again. Yeah, let's Pedal Genie. I'll, spend, I'll read the chat while the robot reads the ad. How's that sound? We'll be back in a minute with some pedals. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you. Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie. All your pedal wishes granted. So, even I'm like though so this, happy with this e- gift choice, e- even though this is the Pedal Genie ad, I have to stop and do our own ad now for Patreon because <laughs> if you're not a Patreon supporter of the show and you're not in here in the chat room with us right now, you're really missing out on like at least like- 65% of the show. I mean, while the robot reads the ad, the chat room erupts. It's I mean, it was bad before, but the moment Derek and I had an opportunity to type and not have to talk on a microphone, it everything just got so much worse or better, depending on your perspective. So, there's a little bit of something for everyone. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a wild place. the The only thing that's true for everyone is that everyone's welcome. Whatever that means. I mean, for now. <laughs> Until Derek gets angry. All right, what do you want to uh, do? What, what do you want to do first? You want to tackle one of these suckers? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. I have the Catalan bread Sabra Cadabra. Yeah, it's what you think it is. Sabra Cadabra. Sabra Cadabra. Not Cadabra. It's just Cadabra. It's um, it's an overdrive pedal. That's like a really generous term. It's definitely like a fuzz. Uh, designed to sound like Black Sabbath, to sound like Tony Iommi and Laney Amps and, and SGs. So it's uh, it's a cattle and bread, which means it's good. Uh, however, I am just not into this, and it's not cattle and bread's fault. It's <laughs> it's just like not really for me. Yeah, it's um, it took a lot of tuning this thing to get it to a point where I thought it was. It yes sounded like Black Sabbath, but also yes sounded how I wanted and sounded really usable. So it, the it, pedal, it all make, the, let, let me let me rephrase what you're saying. You tell me if I've got this right. It's the pedal always sounds like Black Sabbath, but it takes a lot of fine tuning to make it sound like Black Sabbath and not sound like. I am not saying that Black Sabbath sounds like shit. That's not what stretch. I said. Technically, that's it's not just what I said. that this this has a much wider range of sound that it, that blacks than Black Sabbath had. 
And I think a lot of it is not super usable for most of the time. It, it's one of those like, oh, I'm sure in some case you would want this wa- this wackadoo tone yeah. to make a cool effect. I'm all about that. I always want that in the in the holster just in case. But uh, if, I if think this is your I main, think the Black Sabbath yeah. tone is. Um, is a very dated tone. Like I think I it, the I think the reason it's famous is because of its place in history, not because it was, uh, oh, like for sure, timelessly great. You know, it was it was because of its novelty at the time, and it was like the early days of of distorted guitar, you know, like right. high gain stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's got controls for I can't even read this thing. It's so fucking dark. presence gain. Vol- it's, it looks like it says volume four and range. You are correct. Volume four. What yes, does volume four mean? It's based on the amps that Tony Iommi was using at the time. Uh, okay. So it was, so, it was a four-channel uh, amp or something? I guess so. Um, let's see. The range knob provides the greatest diversity in tone. With it, you can mod the treble boost section of the circuit which is really like that's the thing that makes it sound like a hyper focused version of Tony Iommi, and th- that was the thing where I found the most cases of it. I don't love this thing. Like I needed to. That was the knob I messed with the most to yeah. dial it in. Yeah. So it's like a modded Range Master treble boost fed into a Laney Supergroup amp. Okay. So it's kind of just a bunch of stuff. Hmm. It's like it's a combo of, of effect and amp into one box. So yeah. So I, I mean, when so Derek sent me his guitar tracks and said, "Make up drums to this." Uh, so when I got them, I thought it definitely sounded like Black Sabbath, but like a kind of modern, fuller version of Black Sabbath. Yes. Like it didn't sound like yes. a Black Sabbath record. It sounded like something that was supposed to sound like that, though. So seems like they hit that mark. I think so too. And and it definitely does what it says on the tin. There is some a lot of fun you can have with this pedal. It does get that like big time wooly uh like doom metal tone for sure. Yeah. It's just a little too much for me. It's just not my thing. I did a demo. It's fun to play with. I'm not gonna add it to my pedal board. That's all. <laughs> that being said, I love cattle and bread pedals. Everything I get from them is really interesting and really well made. That still holds true for this. Uh, I'm sure that if you're more into this kind of tone, then like this is the best option. You know what I mean? Hundred and seventy nine bucks, not bad. It's pretty small. Catalan bread pedals are surprisingly small. They're just like maybe, I don't know, like eight percent smaller in every direction than I expect. <laughs> hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. It's just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know. All right. Oh, inside the PCB has little metal horns printed on it. <laughs> Is there a picture of that? I haven't seen it. 
Oh, I can. I, I gotta unscrew it. I'll do that. Oh, you. Peeped right, you in. talk about. Uh, yeah, I opened it okay, up. I was wondering I, if there was any switches inside. Okay. Anyway, talk about yours. I'll post a pic of this in the chat. In All right, minute. hold on. I'm. I have. The. Ringmaster analog multiplier from Pigtronics. Okay. So. So here's the thing. So I don't yeah. know why this says. I mean, I, I I I don't get this. I don't get this pedal, and I this is not for me, and I don't fully understand it. So this is going to be. I'm going to come right out ahead of everything here and just say this is going to be a bad review. I am going to be bad at this one. But, um, so I don't get why it's called an analog multiplier. I, I thought it was going to be like a doubler kind of thing when they said that. It's more like a ring modulator, except it can also be a trem. Except it's not really a trem because it's still like it's it's like tremoloing in a ring modulator way. I have I just I that truly don't mean anything. I Justin. don't get what's happening. Like tunable analog harmonizer. I don't get that. Um, pitch tracking with the follow function. I, I can hear that something changes when I enable the follow function, but I don't know what it is. Um, ring mod and tremolo modes, yeah? One of them sounds more like a ring mod, and the other one sounds different, but it doesn't really sound like a tremolo, so I don't really get that. Um, wide range LFO. I, I guess when I turn the speed knob, it's it's just hard to tell, you know, because it's a ring modulator, so it's like, it's it's I, I never hear it like effectively sweep a lot. It just it I can hear that something's changing speed, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't sound like an LFO filter to me or anything. Um, yeah, it has some kind of sample and hold modulator function. I never figured out how that worked. Um, it also has some inputs that I'm not using for like uh, control voltage inputs and stuff like that. Okay. Um, it has a CV output as well. You can feed an extra external carrier into it. Um, oh. I think these are the sorts of things where it would probably come to life and, and be workable. So you need you need to be feeding it something, and then it can be affecting your guitar signal triggered off of that something. But you're getting into like synthesizer territory at this point, and I don't really have the setup for it. So I honestly like I could plug it in right now if you guys want. I super well do it if you all want me to. But I'm telling you right um, now, if you go to the Pigtronics website and you play their thing, they made a whole song where everybody's playing these pedals and it sounds like actual music. And nothing I'm going to play sounds like actual music. <laughs> I say so, let's skip it. Um, <laughs> so the thing about the thing about Rick, it sounds more like a threat. You're right, yeah, Sean. Yeah. It does sound like a threat. It does sound like a threat. Um, I'll do it. I swear. <laughs> Especially with the troubles we have with, with Discord, like cutting out my guitar signal for you guys. Like you guys are not gonna know what is the pedal doing weird stuff and cutting out and sounding bonkers, and what is Discord cutting it off so you can't hear it all. Fair enough. Um, the thing about ring mods is they sound not good, and I <laughs> I say that as <laughs> I say that as someone who owns a ring mod. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I feel like they are a, a pedal that makes a sound that makes you go, whoa, that's a sound, huh? They make a sound and, <laughs> that's inherently aharmonic. It's so unsettling. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of the point. Um, and if, if that's your thing, then more power to you. I took mine off my board a long time ago, partly because it was a tone suck, but when it was in bypass, but, um, I just, and, and Moog makes, is like really famous for ring mods and stuff like that, but 
uh, I don't think anyone actually wants a ring modulator. But do check out, like, so go to the link and check out the Pigtronics video of them all, like, playing this because they make a whole song and it's, like, it's funny and it's actual music and stuff like that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to turn it on for a second just for kicks. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's my guitar. I'm going to turn this on. I don't know what settings are on Did it. Did you push a single goddamn fret? Just no. <laughs> no, I was just strumming the... Yeah. You want me to play a chord, you baby? This guitar is not in tune. Oh, rough. That's okay. Being in tune has nothing to do with whether this pedal sounds good. See, it's like... I'm trying to, like, get it loud enough so you can hear the effect. I can't tell what, what it's doing. I'm twisting knobs randomly. Lord. So let's try the it's follow like mode. What is that? Okay, so this is trim mode, right? So you see, it's like it's like sort of, but it's 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 like it's like folding the guitar back in on itself. I'm sure it's hard to hear over Discord, but well, what's funny is like it's like very quiet for a moment, and then clang, 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 and you're going, well, wait, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) And then the guitar goes like. Oh, wait, wait. I just figured something. I just had a realization. So it's in follow mode right now. So the speed is reacting to the pitch of the note I play. So check this out. Oh, I just had a breakthrough. Okay. Well, whatever. I, I, it's still not a good pedal for me. Oh, man. Yeah. It's weird, but, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I don't own the the world of guitar pedals, and there's tons of stuff that work for plenty of people, and I have no idea how to use them. So this is just going on that list. Um, The other info about the pedal, I mean, it's it's basically, it's got a ton of controls because it's got five knobs, and they're all nested, so each one of them has a center and a ring that are independently oh, like turnable. Concentric. Yeah, they're concentric pots. Then they've got the switches to turns on and off follow mode, and then you can switch it between trem and ring mode. And then there's something to do with the sample and hold thing, and I don't really know how that works. Um, it takes an 18-volt input, uh, which it comes with, uh, and it's shipped with from Pedal Genie. Oh, interesting. So they have like a little... Th- it's, just, <laughs> it's just like a regular one spot, except it's 18 volts. Um, that it comes. Oh, with, okay, so. okay, okay. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, the chat. <laughs> oh, I, I minimized it. Hold on, I had to see my guitar uh, crap. I, I like Doug's live commentary. I don't mind that. <laughs> oh wait, here we go. Now it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely Morello esque. Yeah, I mean Tom Morello would probably be like, "Oh, this makes perfect sense to me. Watch me play something amazing." But that's <laughs> and I said he's having a stroke of genius. <laughs> like when you finally figured it out, <laughs> he goes and also a regular stroke. 
Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's fine. It's two hundred and fifty bucks too, which like that's yeah, tough. but it's true bypass, so Oh well dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've tried some other Pigtronics pedals and they've been great. I think yeah. it's just that ring mods are really tough to sell as a thing that I would want. There there is like a subset of people, right, for whom this pedal would just be this amazing musical tool. Um and yeah. But but Doesn't it's Pigtronics not. make that really great compressor. <laughs> Stupid people. <laughs> uh, Pigtronics makes the philosopher's the philosopher's tone. tone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a, a it's compressor. like a it's like a compressor with a distortion in it, right, or something like that. I think it's I like had one that of the early so ones that had a blend. Uh, yeah, it's, it's nine to eight or sorry, twelve to eighteen volts, and it's got a blend and a treble control. Interesting. Philosopher's Tone. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. A, it does have drive, but it's apparently not very good. Grit, sustain, blend, treble, and volume. Mm-hmm. The tiny little thing. Well, that's the micro. The original one was has a horizontal layout. Oh, that's what I'm looking at. Oh, well, they have a micro one that's like a more oh, typical form factor. Even littler. Yeah. Um, Even littler. Littler. I'm sorry I said that. I had one uh, years ago from Pedal Genie. I got one of those, and it was the original one. And, I, th- yeah, I thought it was quite good at what it did. That made perfect sense yeah. to me. <laughs> Some squish, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Oh, I want to mention, we're done with Pedal Genie. Thanks, Pedal Genie. You guys yeah, are the best. Good and job. we appreciate that you send us pedals. Sometimes they're not not the ones for us, but that's the beauty of this service, folks. You can try stuff, and if it's just not your thing, send that sucker back. You know, it's a shame. Yeah. No harm, no foul. Anyway, um, so I've I've been doing a lot of work on my guitars for to get ready for recording. Mm-hmm. This is what I should have mentioned at the top of the show. So I've been doing <laughs> just like okay. like minor minor setups and stuff and conditioning fretboards, which I haven't done in ages. So yeah. that's really nice to have like a properly oiled fingerboard. Just is, it's such a nice look. It's such a nice feel. Mm-hmm. It's the guitar thanks you. I feel like it's it's really nice. Uh, so little minor tweaks here and there. I've been breaking out my string action ruler that I have and <laughs> just like playing and adjusting. Come on, man! You don't adjusting. do it by feel. Uh, bruh. I try to, you know, see what it's at and then adjust and measure and see what I like and what it feels like and all that. So, um, Mm -hmm. so in doing so, I've been just mentioning it to the band and stuff. And Kurt tells me, Hey, I've got this guitar at my house. A buddy of mine left it there. I think, uh, he got it because he wanted to learn guitar at some point. And his friend was like, here, borrow this. I'm not using it or something. Um, it doesn't really work that well. Electronically, something was up with it, but it's great for you to learn guitar on okay and kurt was like sure okay great so he takes this guitar and it's in rough shape and then kurt just never got around to it or never had interest or something like that so it's been sitting in his house for like five years i have it now cut to the present cut to today i have it it's in my basement in many pieces uh because it's kurt was like yeah if you can like spiff it up a little bit maybe it'll be easier for me to learn on slash maybe i'll give it back to the guy as a late christmas gift sort of cleaned up and i was like sure like i'll take it i love just working and tinkering on guitars so not a big deal Mm -hmm. what am i missing in the chat you guys what the hell is happening (laughs) uh we got into a conversation about the um 
the Cali 76. Oh, the 1176, yeah. From um, whatever that company, uh, Origin. Uh, Origin, yeah. Origin. Uh, so anyway, Go on. what I have downstairs is an LTD, what is it, the EC1000, I think it is. It's like a Les Paul style guitar from LTD. Um, OG friend of the show, Brian, can you ch- like chat me what that model number might actually be? I think it's an EC1000. Uh, but it's like a single cut style guitar, mm-hmm. 24 frets, uh, set neck, stop tail piece, tunematic bridge. And it's um, got two EMGs, 81 and 85. And I've never played or worked on a guitar with EMGs. So this is really interesting for me. The thing is like gross. It is just physically grimy and dirty and gross. I don't know if it's from sitting around or this guy played the living daylights out of it before he gave it to Kurt or some combination of both. But like the hardware is really rusty. Uh, it has a locking bridge and a locking tailpiece. So the set screws for those are all rusted in. I had to get those out. Hmm. Wow. Um, the screws that hold the pickup rings are all rusty. Had to get those out because there's like all this just crud underneath all the plastics and stuff. And then what I did not realize, I don't know why I didn't know this. I'm sure I did at some point. The EMGs just clip right in. There's like no, they're pretty There's much no screws. No, the, the screws hold it to the body, but the pickup itself just has a little terminal clip on it. Oh. That connects to the wires. So they just like snap a Molex right out. Or? It's like a little um, three-prong connector thing. It's like white plastic like, or? Black plastic, but yeah, it's yeah. got the three okay. lead wires and cool. it just clips right to the back of the pickup. That's and the back of the pickup plan. is fully... Yeah, so I can easily pop these things out to clean the guitar and then put them back in, no sweat. Yeah, are they active? Yes. Yeah, you you might. I, I hope you didn't say that while I was typing and missed it. But <laughs> oh, I sure did, bro. Oh, damn. <laughs> but um, and I I said to Kurt, and this is kind of true, like not kind of true. This is true still. I I sort of have always wanted a guitar like that because not with EMGs necessarily, but some like LTD type shreddy, yeah, flat radius, big well, big jumbo with, mega mega frets EMGs. things. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I just. I don't know how it would. You have all these other guitars. Really. You have all these other guitars that don't have EMGs. You know. That's fair. That's fair. I do need one to to fuel the guitar signal. I guess. <laughs> guitar signal. <laughs> what is it, bud? Did you not like Derek? Did he just show? bark at you? No, he hated what you said. He thinks you're an asshole. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, again, he's not wrong. No, I think my wife came anyway. home. Open the garage. Oh, so so then I like I sent a picture to the Discord with this. The headstock of this guitar had all of the uh, like string ends yes, dangling I off and stuff, that. but they <laughs> they weren't just like swinging around. They were like wrapped around again and, and underneath the other strings and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, God, it was, gross. It was amazing. Was little, yeah. It was like it would have taken so much work to just get it like that. Like that's not even laziness it took anymore. So much work. To, it took more work to unstring this guitar than I've ever had to do in my life. Like it was <laughs> taking more than like three seconds. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, how is this even a thing? That's ridiculous. So it's got locking tuners also. So they were holding it all together. Oh God. So. Anyway, I have cleaned it up. I'm gonna. I gotta get some strings, but the thing's a mess. Anyway, it's coming together really nicely. I conditioned the fretboard, and it's mm-hmm. now beautiful. It has a load of abalone inlay, which is beautiful. It's I know a really it's a nice really looking, nice looking guitar. It really is. So I'm gonna try to like get in there with a toothbrush and clean up the saddles and stuff like that because it's really grimy. Mm-hmm. I think it's just been kind of musty you, and sitting around. What do you around, clean but it, a guitar like that part of a guitar with? I was going to do some like vinegar and baking soda and a toothbrush. 
Okay. It's, okay. it's physically dirty. Some kind of like typical um, household, fairly mild stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then I'm going to just call it there. And I'm not going to go too crazy. It's not my guitar and I'm not getting any money for it. So the real thing to do would be to get a new bridge, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not going to work, but it's just gross looking. So, so yeah. anyway, it's that's not, what's going on. not going to return with polish. <laughs> yeah, right. And I do have guitar polish. And I, even though it's just a solid white paint, yeah. I polished it up and it really helps the clear coat brighten up. And it really just makes the whole thing feel nice and smooth. Brings out so, the tone. You know, is it, white is really a tone hue. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> it's one of the best kept secrets of the guitar world. I uh, don't disagree. <laughs> this does not mean I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for <sighs> sure. Okay. Um, this episode is longer than I expected at this stage of the game. It seems Should, it, this is the way it always works, though. It seems like it's going to be a shorty. It seems like it. Well, we did talk for 20 minutes at the beginning about how stupid Google is. <laughs> so <laughs> we did a great job. It was a good one. Yeah. It's very, very good. I feel um, this like new sense of confidence now. It's because I had a big beer before coming up here and I'm most of the way through a whiskey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just firing on all cylinders right now. That's cool. <laughs> um, okay, so should we save this thing, or do you want to talk about this thing? No, let's do, let's do it. We could do it. Okay. I don't think we're going to be talking. I don't think this is the. I don't think this surprises anybody. Take very long. Yeah. I'm going to put okay. my penny down right now. This surprises nobody except the people in this video. Uh, what? Isn't that we're, we're talking video. about the video? Yeah. Um, so a little yeah. while ago, Rick Beato put out this video called "Does Size Matter?" You, You're probably you were, using. You were literally posting the video into the chat, and you acted <laughs> like I was crazy for referring to a video. <laughs> and at the same yeah. moment, you had already pasted it in there, and you were waiting to push enter. <laughs> you. I have done it. Yeah. Watch yourself. Okay. Watch yourself. All right. Uh, anyway, yeah. Does string size matter? This is a thing that went around. I saw it all uh-huh. over the place for a few days. And then Rhett Shaw did a <laughs> you video. See this? Like, you see oh, this, you guys? You see this one? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, oh, I've been using the wrong strings. Da, da, da. So they talked a lot about, they did this test about as scientifically as they could. They yeah. used the same amp, cab, microphones, same guitar. They just played they tried it with to play eights, nines. basically the same thing each time when they switched get the guitar strings. Yep, and f- three different guitarists. So they played eights, nines, tens, and elevens on this guitar, and then just like A B'd them all, A B C D'd them, mm-hmm. and it was not as outstanding a difference as I thought until they went from eights to elevens. Until they brought it back. Which, so they started big, yes. and they they went smaller, 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 and then um, on the on the playback when it's gradual, that no, they played all in standard tuning. <laughs> Yeah. Um, when it's when it's gradual, when they're stepping down, like I can hear the difference, but it isn't crazy. But it's there's not a, so much that's like, oh, it's worth it. It's like just turn that that presence knob up a little. 
kind of yeah, stuff. Turn it's the really, base knob down or something. Um, it's really nothing. But they, you know, for the sake of the test, they were, um, they, they had to leave the amp flat, right? Because we're yeah. we're actually comparing. But then, so they they yeah. do the listen through. They play them back to back because obviously this took hours. So then they're for us watching the video, we get to hear it pretty quick. But then at the end, they do a quick playback, and then they jump back up to the elevens at the end. And that is the most dramatic, obviously. And, the, and, the, Certainly, and they're yeah. all standing in the room kind of talking like, oh, wow, this is like a lot different than I thought it was going to be. I can't believe it makes that much difference. And I, I really like, I liked the eights or I liked the tens or whatever best. And I've been playing my strings way too heavy for too long and I'm going to go change all my guitars and, and this sort of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, they're saying like, I could feel myself starting to overplay as they got lighter, you know? Yeah, so they're right. not used to it. Right. That's the thing they didn't really talk that much about was the the tension of those strings yeah. changes dramatically. Yeah. And and that, that's a big deal. <laughs> I think people who put people who put big cables on their on their guitar uh, because they're tuning down um want that tension for the sake of tuning. Like they if they're throwing their if yeah. they're if they have an active stage show they might throw lighter strings out of tune more and maybe, you know, but so I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, have you, you've hit a, a light gauge string hard enough that it pulls sharp when you strike it. Yeah. Like, well, cause, cause the all strings do. The guitar and all, like, the, I yeah. mean, that's, that's like the nature of the physics, right? It's going to pull, yeah. it's going to swing sharp and then swing flat. Like that's yeah. what happens, right? In return. Right. So yeah. like, but the thing that bugs me that they didn't really talk about was like, Oh, well, Stevie Ray Vaughan, like, Improv- in- introduced this idea of 11s to most modern guitar players. And I was like, well, I started playing guitar on nines because that's my instructor suggested. And it was yeah. like, they are lighter gauge. They're easier to play when you're learning. That's true. At some point, I moved to tens because I did hear this whole, oh, bigger string, bigger tone kind of thing. I mean... And it has it has a louder fundamental. That's why they're getting this bigger bass response out of it. So yeah. you could be... Fo- and, and so... So then I guess what they're coming back to is like, so maybe we we now have the kind of maturity to go, well, it's really not the biggest bass that we want. We actually want to retain more clarity or something and let the bass yeah. guitar be the bass. However, if I were to jump my guitars to eights or even nines and then still play an E flat, forget it. I would I wouldn't be able to play. Like it's so that the it's the tension that I'm used to, which is really yeah. Everything and that's really important. Um, they, they didn't talk a lot about people tuning low, like Brian tunes. What did he say? B. Yeah. Even if you're in like C sharp stuff, no, they were not talking. Like you can't do that on eights. You just can't. Oh no, they'd be falling it, right it, off. And, and yeah. Well, and the other thing was they they kind of got onto this because they're all sitting around talking like, well, we always used to put a tube screamer in front of this and that because it tightens up the bass, but. Why don't you and then and then somebody says to this guy, why don't you use lighter strings? It does the same thing. Well, guess what? Yeah. And then they don't they never revisit that that mention of the tube screamer in the video, but guess what, guys? Yeah, lighter yeah. strings does reduce the low, low bass response out of your guitar, but it does not do what a <laughs> tube screamer does. No, sir. Because no, 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 the tube no. screamer is not just an EQ filter. <laughs> so that's a, so that's a stupid reason to get there in the first place. And kind of a stupid conclusion. It was. It was. Uh, there's yeah. some very like famous person who said this to these people, and I I know that that person is like a guitar legend, and that I am not. But 
That's a dumb thing to say. Like, you could replace a tube screamer with lighter strings. That's a stupid thing to say. A tube no, screamer is an overdrive. a totally different thing. Right. Come on. Yeah. And, and one is guitar strings and one is a pedal. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. So, I don't know. I think, uh, could I spare it? I could probably drop down to tens and set my guitars up for E flat and, and get away with it. It just doesn't feel good. Like that's, Do you feel like you're <laughs> getting flubby bass in your guitar signal? No. That's the only reason to drop down. Like unless your fingers yeah. hurt or something, that's the no. only reason to drop down lower. Yeah. And the thing is, like it's uh, like they said in the video, oh, well, Stevie was playing 11s, but he was a half step down. So that's basically 10s. Nuh-uh. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> like tension-wise, yes, it is basically 10s. But it's a different gauge string that flies in the face of this whole test. <laughs> what are you doing? Like well, also we're talking that, about the the size of the string. Yeah, like just because some famous person did it or said it, you know, doesn't I don't know. That's it. Because that you're right. They did kind of. Stevie was doing this, and Stevie was doing that. But that, right, like, and he had a heavy hand. So yes, I mean, heavier strings with a heavy hand is helpful. He you're probably had, he, maybe he had a heavy hand because of how big strings he got used to playing. Stevie is also dead. Are you saying that heavy strings? No, that's not what we're saying. (laughs) Didn't Stevie die in some like horrible accident? No, it's like a waste of the chat. I thought it was a health thing. I think it was a helicopter crash. Was it really? Oh. Yeah. Literally a helicopter crash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, the dude's a legend, but like. Are we really talking about like uh, Rick was saying that he played eight to thirty eights when he was a kid, and I cannot even understand that. I know Billy Gibbons plays sevens. Do not at me on this. I've never said that in my life. It's the only time I'm going to say. Don't at me think, about Billy Gibbons. I think we've sevens. come full circle on this episode because you're now the person that you hated at the beginning of the episode. Oh, you're right. <laughs> nice to e meet you. Uh, nice to e meet you. Now I don't have to at you anymore. <sighs> All right. I'm fired up, guys. Yeah. Well, I'll anyway. tell you what. I think this was I think this was a good episode. I think we we nailed the string thing. We nailed it. The, the bottom line is, it shouldn't <laughs> surprise anybody. Um I think they did a fine job in their test. I'm just a little surprised that they were surprised by the results because it's like of course also, it's going to have less I was base. listening to it. I was listening to it in headphones and they went from 11s to 10s and they were all like, "Wow. Oh my gosh." And I'm sitting there like what? <laughs> I didn't hear a single thing. <laughs> it was um, like, okay, like I have to focus and listen so intently to hear that difference between tens and elevens. Yeah, it was not I, I feel it. like at a casual listen, you wouldn't hear much difference. I had it on my studio speakers, and I can tell. Um, but I also like I listen to the stuff like this all all the time. I listen to half dB EQ changes. All the time. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, that is not, that's sometimes not easy for me to hear. And I, it's my job. I do it all the time. So it's okay. And we're getting a bunch of show topics in the chat suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a whole episode on strings. We could. We're doing it now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we could do an episode on picks. I do have opinions on picks. Fretboard lube. Nope. Can't do that one. Nope, just oil your fretboards and play elixirs. <laughs> Bam, problem solved. <laughs> oh my God, we just licked three episodes in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, me just saying I have opinions on picks is the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's here's an opinion. 
Uh, there's lots of different kinds of picks. Don't make them out of endangered turtles. End of segment. That's it. We did yeah. it. We did it. There's a lot of kinds of picks. There's Tortex, um, Altex, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You guys can take that one with you. Yeah. Hey, Derek, would you read, would you shout out our, our lovely patrons who support us uh, on I the will. show, please? I'm going to give a quick shout to Sean Wright. Another quick shout to Steve Huffman. And an even quicker shout to Righteous Ryan Johnson, except not that quick. Thanks, Ryan. You're cool, man. Uh, Nick Greenwood, Kyle McIntyre, and Jonas Sabatini. You guys are great. Thank you for the support. Eric, Doug, and Doug. Eric Garibaldi, Doug Gann, Doug Christ. Thanks, guys. And OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi. Thanks for uh, confirming my LTD model number <laughs> sus- <laughs> suspicion. Thanks for being chat. our fact checker. Thanks for being our ESP and LTD fact check. Um, thank you all very much for your support. You guys are all $2 patrons, which means you get to hang out in the Discord chat with us. If you would like to become a patron to The Tone Control, do it at patreon.com slash The Tone Control. For a dollar a month, did you say this already? For a dollar a month, you get to like... I didn't do like, the whole thing. I just urged people, please get in okay. here. It's fun. Get in. It's fun. Yeah. What did I say the other time we got a cool baker's does? <laughs> <laughs> as far as like number of people that's my favorite thing I've ever said <laughs> uh, yeah so for a dollar a month you get a shout out just like we just did just in you, you would be in that list for two bucks a month you can hang out in the chat and listen to us record the show live when we do it which is right now except not when you're here we just got a, a live review picture. just came in for the show five stars would chill again oh frig would chill again five out of five man <laughs> This is rad. I, I really like how Discord is going. Um, it, the Discord itself is free to all people, Patreon or not. If you are just a fan of the show, come hang out there and talk about gear, talk about music, uh, meet some tone control celebrities such as Righteous Ryan and OG friend of the show, Ryan Rizzi. There's all kinds of cool people there. And it's it's like a brain trust. I'm, I'm considering it like my, my gear and guitar brain trust. Oh, it absolutely now. is, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's memes, there's guitar video game stuff. The guitar video games? So there's guitar stuff and video game stuff. <laughs> there, are, there are guitar video games, but... Is that a thing that yeah. that is a thing still? Yeah, the one that I hear about modernly is Rocksmith. Oh, uh, right. Which you play you with an actual do? guitar or bass. I've heard that's surprisingly great and a really good way to learn guitar. Uh, it seems seems okay. I've seen videos of people playing it, and I, uh, I I think I would have to have the guitar in my hand to really be able to figure out what's coming on uh, with the the stripes that are telling you what to play. But I think it I think mm-hmm. it does do a pretty. It seems to be referencing the actual frets. I just haven't quite figured out how it aligns in my head yet. But yeah, yeah. You know what I'm gonna do after we wrap up recording here? I'm gonna go play The Sims. What? <laughs> yeah, it's The Sims and the Bioshock collection are the free games on PlayStation Plus this month. So if you're, so you're just going to be their Plus puppets and do exactly what they tell you to do? No, they're not telling me. They're free. Like Aren't I down, I own the license, and as long as I'm a subscriber, I can play it whenever I want. It's not like it's just free for the month. It's free oh, to own. They're just, yeah. oh, I see. I see. Okay. So like every month, yeah, the membership gets you like cloud backups and uh, online play which is essential for most games these days mm-hmm. but it's like super cheap 
when you consider everything you get. And you get two free games a month. They get 24 free games a year, and it's 60 bucks. Wow. Which is the price of one game. So it's really a good deal. Mary used yeah, to dig um, The Sims. That was the game yeah, she wanted to out. play. And, and Bioshock has been in my to-do list for a long time, and I was thinking about getting it someday. And now it's free, so I have it. And it's like the full collection, which is super great. Super mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to go do that in a bit. So should we wrap this sucker up? Let's do it. Let's do it. It was it was fine. It was a good one. It's a good one. All right. Here's, here's going to be this. Hey, send us a review. Join our Discord. Do all the things. It's going to be fun. Um, catch you later, right? Bye. Bye. See ya. To all the components out there in the tone control circuit, thanks for listening and fuck off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.